now I'm sure that most of you know the old story about the astronaut who went far out into space and was asked on his return whether he had been to heaven and seen God. And he said yes. And he said yes. He said yes. Greetings, ladies, gentlemen, non-binaries, and sentient artificial intelligence. Join us on this journey to find the others. Because no matter where we find ourselves in this multiverse, the act of existing is all too familiar. Guys? has a tremendous problem-solving ability. Herbs are good. As we look across this great expanse and stare at the stars, we can't help but be reminded these lights, though we're seeing them all at the same time, happened across a multi-billion year delta. Some of those fires burned millions of years ago. Some billions, but all of them happened so we could experience them in this one singular moment. They called us scouts. They called us seekers. They called us Hoosiers. But we were destined to question everything. What's up, y'all? Now you can hear me, can't you? Whoo-wee! That's a little hot. hot. That's a little hot. That's a little hot. Check me out over there. Guys, we had a little technical difficulty. It doesn't happen often, but they put some new gear in the room. We got our normal board op isn't here, but we got Seth in the building. It's terrible, obviously. (laughs) It's obviously a terrible... And it was not Seth's fault. I literally fixed it. Uh, You did fix it on the fly. Thanks for sticking with us. Welcome to Hoosier Sophisticate. St. Louis, you have so much to be proud of. I'm going to just repeat what I said while you guys were sitting there not letting me know (laughs) that nothing could be here. Did you see me save it? We were just... I, I went I Adam did. Levine. Yes. I went Adam, if he taught me one thing from the Super Bowl, you just start you selling get a little worm. You're a little pitchy. Yeah. Pop that top off. No doubt. St. Louis, we are – I'm so proud of them. I can't even – We have all of the reasons in the world to be proud. I'm so proud of all the people that put on MoCam BizCon this week. I can't even – It was amazing. And I'll tell you what. As a St. Louisan, I got to go to Union Station. That's right. That little place, it's like a ghost town, or so many people would think. Guess what? Not this week. Haven't been there in a long time. They're doing, there's a lot of big doings down there. What used to be the whole mall and everything, they're making that into a world class aquarium. Okay, there's a lot of construction. It's going to be a big Did deal. You see any, see any, like... I didn't see a shark. <laughs> I saw it. We saw a dead here's carp. What I, here's what I did see a dead carp. Uh, but it was taken care of by halfway through the day. So, like, they were at least aware of the, the other situation. The other carp ate it. Yeah, for sure. Grass carp. They're just... Grass carp they're is just, a They're an invasive species. <laughs> I've had it up to here with them, with the grass carp. I'm done with grass carp. Listen, guys. Go on. Go on. In Go on. Union Station, front to back, 150, maybe sad 200 vendors directly, indirectly related to the cannabis industry. Thousands of people came through. To, to just see where they're going to be able to fit in. And that's what's so cool about it. They're right, I, I went to a networking meeting on Wednesday. It was, you know, we have a speaker rotation, and it just so happened to be Daddy's Week. Ooh. Well, 
I was just Bring feeling it. Down. I spent – normally, you know, I pack a whole little bag of goodies and tell people, what's the latest and greatest in the promotional advertising industry? Here's a new best pen. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy to put your thing on anything cheaper than this. <laughs> that's what was – that's yeah. what I, where I'm normally yeah. living, okay? I basically looked at this room and my peers, my networkers, and I said, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you – what are you doing – to fit into the cannabis industry because so nobody right. in here has an excuse not to see windfall profits from this burgeoning industry that has been dropped on Missouri like a meteor. Are you a drywaller? If, are you a drywaller? Are you, are you a, 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 an electrician? Uh, do you do floors? Guess what? A lot of build-outs going to be going on. Are you a surveyor? You need to check out you – know, uh, you need to survey some hemp farms. Guys, there is something for everybody with this, and the conference reminded me of that. And it also reminded me that there could be, you know, 15 different CBD vendors at a place like this, right? And none of them are, 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 are mad or throwing shade at one another. There's nothing but love in the place because there's enough for everyone to be successful. And MomedCanCo.com will give you... As good a CBD as you'll find anywhere. I'll say it. I'll say it right here. Hemp oil, CBD, Momed Kanko. They got hemp honey now. They got hemp honey. Have you called James Carlton yet? Probably not. He sponsors the first hour. Are you very grateful for it? Clearly not because I'm not able to give you any honey. Actually, not true. Had a call today. Hey, what was James' really? number again? I got to give him a call about my insurance. I left it over in my, in my office and I'm at home today. Nine, six, one. Three one four nine six one forty eight hundred. Call James Carlton State Farm. He makes the first hour possible. But Momed Canco, if you enter HOSO at checkout, you're going to get 15% off your entire order site-wide. Check out the hemp honey. You know what I did with it yesterday? Threw a little, threw a little spoonful in my in the bottom of my coffee mug. I brewed up some liquid nitrogen coffee. I mean, just the just I mean, nitro fuel, you know, poured it right over the top of that. And it was like a, I don't know, it was a little, little, little fast, a little slow. You know what I mean? Had a little, had a little CBD, helped me get going. Had a little uh, jet fuel coffee to get my day started. I went up there and I yelled at a bunch of adults about where they fit into the cannabis industry. That's where I was at. A spoonful of honey makes the medicine the honey. Yeah, the medicine, the medicine is. the honey. It was great. So I, I, I highly encourage all of you to check out the hemp honey from, hey, you know from what? Momentcanco.com. You came in here. You came in here all hot and bothered, and I could tell you're fired up. You're fired up about St. Louis, and I love that about you. You love your city, and I, I, I could tell that conference. I was like, I'm seeing, I'm seeing my man in action here. But you kind of came out with the Momed Canco, and you're like, let me put it on the table. Everybody take a look. And that's what was crazy about the purple booth being right next to us with Daryl Bertrand um, the, and Aiden's Alliance. Having those right next to us and having the, the purple testing unit, Buddy. which is unreal. And old boy Jerry. Buddy, if you're watching online. Jerry from Emerald. Look at this. Jerry I can do this. Jerry from Emerald Garden. I can do this legally. Hang on. Let's do this again in the microphone. Ready? Oh my God! That Listen, was I can do this. I can hold this on camera. What I'm doing is 100% legal, tested on the purple. Whoop, whoop. And he said it was about the highest and most accurate that he'd seen any uh, of yeah. CBD flower test to its hot. labeling. Jerry, check came this in out. Hot. This is what it's coming like. You're right. Jerry came in. He put it on the table. He said, "This is what I do. I grow. I grow the best CBD flowers. I'm the first one in Kansas City to do it." This is what's up. Throw it on the machine. Test my grow. This is unbelievable. I just held this up in the studio. I can carry this around. Now, I'm yeah. sure, you know, like, I always think about that. Like, <laughs> like is a guy going to go off a label? You know, say, ah, I better just take that to be sure. Are they sure. going to test you? Are they going to take it through the trouble of testing you? I'm sure. Some places will. I think it's all hit or But miss. I'll tell you what. I'm, I, I, you know what? I'm going to keep this on me just because. I'm going to prove a point. Okay. Well, how about the, the, the Bolivar? We can get into that. The Bolivar, gentlemen. And Bolivar. Yeah. It's, uh. You know that thing made its rounds, and it it really was. Um, said, I, I, it, it made me a little excited about where we're at because I know just in our group alone, it was shared twelve, thirteen oh, yeah. times. Like people were like, "Well, clearly this is a group that's going to get hot and bothered about this," yeah. and they should have. A guy's terminally ill. He's in a he's in a hospital in Bolivar, Missouri. I've spent a lot of time in Bolivar. My kids' grandparents all live in Bolivar. Like that's you take Route Nine down to Polk w. County, thirteen yeah. on the way to Kansas City. That's all you got. The roads everywhere. Yeah. So, but but anyway, typically good people. It's a, it's a definitely a conservative community built of farmers. And what went on at that hospital is absolutely atrocious. And I mean, regardless of what's legal, what isn't legal, 
who is the person that's like, this guy's dying. I'm going to tell somebody that I saw something yeah, in their rough. purse. That's rough. I also, it's ridiculous. I also don't want to uh, deepen any divides between us <clears throat> and them. And healthcare and, and law enforcement. No, I'm saying law enforcement and drug users, and I'm using air quotes right now, because with the cannabis industry, we've been at odds with po- uh, the police our whole existence almost. Mm. You know, um, So it's – I don't want to uh, uh, keep – Staying that narrative, you know, that's like, oh, no, I think the only way you beat it is to be like to be their buds. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I see. And I already have a lot of I see where the cops are coming from. They're out there doing their job. And then, of course, you hear the argument like, oh, the SS was just doing their job. It's it's a silly argument. Isn't this America? I'm sorry. I thought this was America. I did. It is America. And we're turning this place right back into (laughs) great America again. No, my my point is, is let's before law enforcement got involved, before they were called. Who is that person? I know that's the person we should all. That's hate. the person that we gotta we gotta change oh, that person's that mind. Per- yeah. Come on, yeah. I mean, it's hey. a matter of changing minds, right? Like it's not like we're not gonna go, you know, beat this person. Well, let's let's go like really show. Yeah. But you know what's crazy? I mean, you know what I would show someone to convince them yeah. that this is medicine. I would show them someone that was stage four terminally ill, and how they were the only thing that was giving them relief was this medicine. And if that person is still like, <laughs> yep, but it's illegal. But I, I do. I have a. Rev- I got no time for you, Peckerwood. Yeah. I, hey, I got a revolutionary soul. I'm the guy who would wish I could go down the streets bumping, you know, Sublime April uh, 14, April 29th, 1992 is the name of the song. April 26th, 1992 is the lyric. Thank you. Yeah. Um, very good. Uh, but, you know, that's who I want to be at heart. You know, I want to do that stuff. I want to you know, F the police and be like, yeah, riot. Let's get crazy. Yeah, but they're us. Exactly. They're not. They're, they're like they're us. They're you. I, I am a he. Revolutionary is he. heart. But let's let's use that uh, power in a different way, baby. Let's yeah. do that, man. We don't have to get all. All I know is uh, we're going to recap the conference a little bit with Wendy Turner at seven o'clock. But Steve, I am. I'm juiced, baby. Oh man. I watched a documentary this week. It was really good. It was by one of my favorite comedians. That's He's good. a friend of the show. His name is Shane Moss. We're going to call him at 630. If you don't go out and buy, and buy or rent his documentary, Psychonautics, a, a Comedian's Guide to Psychedelics, it's amazing. Check that out. You can rent it through Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you can find it. It's worth a watch. Um, I think you know we'll talk to him about it a little bit, but I think it started out as one of those things where it was like a how-to to psychedelics, you know? And... Uh, it slowly kind of turns into something far different than that. And what's cool is they also splash some of his comedy bits in there and everything. Shane's a brilliant guy. His science podcast is great. Here we are. They, he talks about psychedelics every now and then. But really, he's got some terrific scientists. He's going to be here next week, Wednesday the 20th. We're, I'm going out and got my tickets. Super excited. I think 20 bucks after fees, a ticket all in. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be educational. You oh, yeah. know, there's an opening uh, a comedian, Dave Waite, uh, and then a couple of local scientists, Sidney Scott and Tim Bono, are going to be there. Maybe Tim Bono. Bono? Bono? I think it's Tim Bono. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, Jenny, uh, I told her about Wednesday. You know, we don't get out much. We got the kids. You know, we're always trying to, to pick and choose. We're so popular. It's always like, pick and choose. What do you want to yeah, do? Man, I'm telling you. <laughs> but uh, I told her about Wednesday. And she's like, I never heard of him. You know, I was like, he's on the, he's been on the show. She's like, well, I never heard of him. Oh, so you didn't listen. To it. <laughs> I don't remember that. Um, so I said, hey, uh, you know, let's watch this documentary, see what's going on. She was laughing her butt off at all of his stand-up little yeah. mini stand-up yeah. bits. Like I love when he uh, to give a little bit away when he, he said the joke about the kager. He's like, oh, it's, it's it's one of my favorite jokes ever told. I had a bunch of mushrooms. Yeah, people that have a bad experience on mushrooms, yeah. <laughs> they go to a kegger and they're like, that was awful. I'll never do mushrooms. And he's like, uh, yep. Keggers are awful. Mushrooms are trying to let you know. Did you hear his bit about Mexicans coming over the border? No. He's like, you mean to tell me they're going to come here, bring me drugs, and do my job? That sounds great. <laughs> sounds like a pretty sweet gig. <laughs> it's like they're going to bring drugs in and steal your job. He's like, I hate jobs. <laughs> Shane is going to be on here at 630. I'm super excited to see him next week. We're gonna, we've already got a pretty good group out there. I know of uh, at least uh, seven or eight of us that are going to be out there. So if you get a chance. I'm going to be there. Yeah, you're going to be there. We got Jenny and Missy on the line saying how awesome the documentary was. Right on. Check it out, Psychonautics. He's on here at 630. I'm sure we'll pimp it a little bit more. Um, we're going to definitely talk about the, the conference a little bit more. It was it was unlike anything I've ever seen. Like as far as like now, when I say that, 
I say that in the sense that I don't know, even since I was a little kid, that I've ever seen that many people at Union Station. There was no parking. No, one time back in 93, the fudgery was a pizzopping. The fudgery was always popping. And the up place uh, where it had all the only St. Louis stuff, like the only place you can get St. Louis gear is up here. And that's where I get all my St. Louis gear, man. Right on. <laughs> yeah, so you're, you're a true Louis. True yeah, you're you're a true, true son of the Lou, man. Aud- Autumn Blankenship says, saw y'all at Mo Can BizCon. It was amazing. It was so but much But you're fun. right. The energy, and you get a bunch of positive people. And I want to say, I'm proud of you, St. Louis. For sure. The way you showed up in droves and said, hey, you know what? There's a billion-dollar industry coming to town. I want a little taste of that. And also, people who are like... There are patients out there. You know, there's, there, like Craig was saying earlier, there's a spot for everyone out there. We're going to need everybody, too. That's the deal. You're going to need the people. Like we talk about the, the big guys getting into the industry. Well, this is just a bunch of people getting together, meeting. Uh, I've never been to a conference before. You're in the, the, the mm-hmm. conference game, kind of. You've been mm-hmm. to conferences your whole life. Uh, to see the, how that conference went off. Mm-hmm was just it was exquisite dude it was so cool well what was really nice is uh you know the whole main corridor was basically booths back to back and then you had no choice but to just be enveloped by the entire industry and it was cool man people with storage containers people with shelves there were cbd providers there were organics people there was hydroponics you know lights uh, it would grow lights i mean there was so much, man. I mean, it, and it was it was really interesting to see that. But not to mention, the speakers were were phenomenal. They let off the deal with the guy that's you know with Lyndall Fraker from DHSS, trying to kind of answer some questions, really uh, uh, doubling down and uh, letting everybody know that they're committed to, you know, putting together putting together the the perfect program. You know, I made the paper. You didn't. Steve did make the paper, and I didn't, which is great because. They could have really capitalized on my Springfield fame. Yep, they didn't. They but didn't. what they instead of what they did was they cited our company that doesn't have a website. Yeah. Uh, they they're like, oh yeah, Stephen Elgin from Mycelial Media said, everyone- talked on a different sports station. I'm like, can they plug? Anything that we're yeah, currently doing, and Steve, like Steve, Steve's <laughs> like, no, this was the best yeah, news so article cool. ever. So I just good. love how he's like, I was in the paper. Like he has a radio show, and he's like referring uh, to we're the, going oldest, the oldest medium there is. We're going back papers. Like yeah. seven people. Pretty right. soon, he's going to be juiced. That Tonto is going to be doing smoke <laughs> signals. Like Steve is on mycelial media. Tonto, real, real yeah, I said it. I booked yeah, interviews okay. with carrier pigeons. Hoosier sophisticate at gmail.com. You can also catch us on Facebook. Our live stream and the company that they mentioned in the paper is called Mycelial Media. It really is. It's on YouTube. You can watch us on YouTube so you can get a hold of us in a lot of places. It was so cool to meet everybody. We did little interviews. You can catch them all on our Facebook page and probably up on YouTube here soon. But uh, getting little little chats with everybody and figuring out their backstory on how they got into the game. Maybe they were very anti-cannabis before. And then maybe uh, maybe a family member got sick and then they started researching all the different stories behind these people and and big dreams. It's cool to be around a bunch of big dreamers, man. Yeah, man. I and and, and to build on that, we said it in a couple of the interviews before. We are we're seeing our peers. We're seeing thirty somethings and twenty somethings really kind of lead the charge, you know, and 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 bring older generations along for the like guys we've been trying to tell you. And some of them probably you know came from real hip upbringings where their parents were already pretty you know. Pretty cool, cool like what me. they talk about, like Steve, <laughs> cool like just cool dad doing the Fortnite dances. I had to take my son to task right before we came here. I saw it. Hopefully they're listening in the lobby on oh, YouTube. Oh, they are, and I hope they're shaking in fear. Shout out to Landon and Oliver out in the lobby. If they behave themselves, they may come in here in the last part of the show and, you know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's never going to happen. I'm going to make them stand right there and watch me be famous. <laughs> watch me, boy. So uh, we're going to be working on getting Shane on the phone here. Um, we got him there already? Ladies and gentlemen, Shane Moss. All right. Let's welcome Shane. Shane Moss, are you there, buddy? I am. How's it going? It is going so well, my friend. I uh, had a chance to watch your documentary this week and just want to commend oh, you, brother. thank you. So great, man. So great. Oh, thanks. I'm glad you dug it. Yeah, we both bought it, too. Like, we didn't do that deal where I just used his Amazon ID to get oh, it. Oh, like, you guys are sweethearts. Yeah, for sure. I, I bought my copy out of the back of a van on a burnt <laughs> disc. That guy's got to eat, too, though. Oh, wow. 
I'm helping well, the local make sure, economy. Make sure and tell listeners where they can find that van so they can check it out. <laughs> He's got all kinds of cool stuff in that van, dude. Yeah, for sure. There's, there's like merch and everything. Uh, oh, Shane. man, you got to hook me up with this van when I come to town. Yeah, all right, Dan, man. Dan we'll see you Wednesday. Man? Next Wednesday night, hang out for a little bit. Dan, the van man's got all you can handle. Yeah, he's babysitting my kids right now. He's scalping tickets to the show at Helium. Yeah. Ooh, wow, so let's come out today. Let's talk about that a little bit, man. Uh, and we'll, we'll we'll get into your documentary a little bit, but let's let's sure. talk about your show you got coming up here next Wednesday at Helium. Uh, you're going to have a couple guests. You got Dave Waite, uh, Sydney Scott, and is it Tim Bono? Is it like a, you oh, know? No. Is it you two or is it Bono like Sonny and Cher? That's a great question. Haven't asked. I'll be meeting. I'll be meeting them for the first time at the show. Sweet. And uh, and and so so the show is stand up science, and it's uh, two comedians, which is me and Dave Waite in this uh, case, and two scientists on each show. And I look up a different scientist, or I look up two different scientists in every single city um, that I go to. And sometimes I've met them before through my science podcast, Here We Are, where That's I have awesome. a different scientist on each week in my travels. But um, in this case, these were actually recommendations from a couple of my favorite past guests. Um, I, I reach out to a lot of uh, past guests and ask them for recommendations in every city that I go to. And that's, that's who I uh, was was directed towards and so that's a very long way of saying i have no idea if it's bono or bono <laughs> well there you go now we got an icebreaker for you guys i think it's bono but, <laughs> but no like bonobo? <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, yeah they're uh one of them one of them is um going to be talking about how uh, is a psychology professor who's going to be talking a lot about um our Moral intuitions and how we, uh, in particular, I think she's going to be talking about how how people panic about um, and dislike um, GMOs, genetically modified um, uh, foods, even though that, that doesn't, I imagine what she's going to say is that that doesn't mean anything and that everything in the world is genetically modified. You're genetically modified. I'm genetically modified uh, and everything else. But why people are, are kind of uh, so frightened by this, which I imagine she'll probably be talking about something called the naturalistic fallacy where people often think that anything Thing that is quote unquote natural, which also doesn't really mean anything, is somehow better, and it doesn't isn't necessarily the case. And then Tim will be talking about um, he's he is uh, he's written a book on on happiness and positive psychology. So a lot of uh, a lot of academia and science and and research is put into kind of the the negative things, you know, which is great. We want to get rid of our problems. It's you know and cure. Uh, cure cancer and and diabetes and all all these things and and then all these mental health issues that people have like depression and anxiety and everything else, but um, but science for a long time never focused on like okay, but what if you just want to like be happier? <laughs> Do you have anything for us, science? So so there's this kind of new field um, called positive psychology that's sprung up. Over the last um, uh, over the last decade or two, that's really catching on and, and is a really interesting research. So so they'll be giving uh, some little like twelve minute talks about their research. So it goes. Uh, I host the show. I open with some comedy, um, some science based comedy, and then I introduce one of my guests to give the talk about their research. Then I have Dave Waite do a really funny comedy set, and uh, he's been on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon and Comedy Central and Last Comic Standing. Then I have another academic giving a talk about their research, and then all four of us at the end get on stage together, and I moderate a panel um, led mostly by questions from the audience so everyone gets to be involved, and Dave and I get to riff a lot on the things that we just learned, and, and it's uh, a really fun part of the show. So it's a, it's a, a lot of Different. There's a lot of shifting gears through the show, and, and uh, it's a really, really unique show. So, um, so <laughs> okay. I, uh, I'm I'm very excited to be in, in St. Louis, and, and Helium's one of my favorite uh, clubs in the country. It's an awesome. I live outside of Portland, Oregon, um, at the moment, and they, there's a Helium in uh, in Portland as well that I that I regularly go to. I think there's five or six Heliums in the country, and they're some of the best clubs. In the entire country. In fact, the stand-up science show, I'm not even doing in very many clubs at all 
because it's a very different show and it's half science, half comedy. And so I don't want like a regular, uh, there's a lot of like, um, uh, clubs out there that kind of pander to the lowest common denominator. And, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And a lot of, a lot of my, a lot of performing in clubs is, uh, you're babysitting drunken bachelor and bachelorette parties and, and that sort of, that sort of thing. And so a show that's half science is, is, is not the best fit for that kind of environment. That's why, um, I only do it in select clubs that are, that bring in like great acts like Helium does that are like higher end kind of classier venues. And I only do it on off nights too. So no one's kind of, hopefully no one's showing up by, by accident, hoping for a 100% like traditional comedy show because there's nothing traditional about this show. Cool. I'd have I'd have a rough time heckling somebody talking about science like the Earth is flat. <laughs> well, you know it's funny because when I I I do all sorts of marketing and and one of the things that I do is use social media, and you know there's uh, there's um, a, a large part of this country that is uh, that is very anti science uh, without mentioning any political parties by name. <laughs> And, <laughs> it's and, a, it's um, got a fifty-fifty chance of guessing. Uh, and, and so I'll I'll be posting my science show now. I just told you what I what I'm going to be talking about, which is like uh, uh, positive psychology and um and GMOs. and then uh, and, <laughs> and GMOs and how people um, make purchasing decisions. Mar- She's a marketing professor, so we're going to be talking about marketing and positive psychology. But people don't look, they see the word science and immediately they're like science. I heard science is a bad thing, and and so Nerd. I get a lot of uh, yeah yeah exactly. So I get a lot of like on on Facebook or Twitter, I'll get um, people from a particular political party going like. Oh, is it about global warming? Because that's the joke. <laughs> that, that's like the number one thing that I that I get from people. That's like, and and it's it's a great show because it's a it's a show that that really um, weeds out the audience just in the name because I don't want that guy coming to this show anyway. They don't want to come to it, so it's just a mutually agreeable arrangement. Right on. Yeah, th- good luck with that because this town is uh, born and bred in the, the dirty waters of Monsanto, sir. <laughs> yeah. So good luck with the GMO talk. We're, we're just Our north eyes of the Bible are Bill. physical, Shane. Okay. <laughs> Shane, hey, I'm not. I'm not saying Monsanto isn't a, uh, isn't an evil corporation. To be to be sure, what I am saying is. Is, uh, Our show is sponsored by that. <laughs> if you're at a grocery store and it says GMO free, that's oftentimes just a way to fleece you out of a little extra money, and and that doesn't really mean much of anything. Makes sense. No, it definitely does. Are there any uh, aspects of science that really uh, really get you fired up? Like, are there you got any favorites? Uh, we always talk about AI and like the burgeoning technology around here. Is there anything that that really? Oh fires man. You? I- uh, you know, I I like AI. I haven't had tons of AI stuff on the Here We Are podcast, but I just started to over the last year or so and in introducing a little more of that. That's I, I'm always a, a futurist. Um, uh, that, that's uh, uh, I, I, I was I was always um, you know early on in, in like my early twenties. I was into like I want to upload my consciousness onto computers and that sort of thing. I'm I'm less into that than I. <laughs> yeah, than sure. I you mature, than I you get a little be. older. You don't want to upload your consciousness anymore. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm not, I just don't want to live in a computer forever. Ever. Do you watch Black uh, Mirror? Like, Do you watch Black Mirror at all? Uh, I do watch Black Mirror. It's a lovely show. Um, <laughs> also, also Electric Dreams on yeah, Amazon. Yes, yes. Shout out for them. A, a similar <laughs> show that's also really good. But yeah, I love that kind of stuff. We had on Stand Up Science in Des Moines. I've had a couple people on, and I, I had a guy on uh, my Here We Are podcast who works in the the one of the largest virtual reality centers um in the country which is um which is um oh let's see is it ames iowa uh i'm I'm forgetting the the university that it's at but they do 
all sorts of insane virtual reality stuff where they're taking MRIs and then they have a room that a doctor, a neurosurgeon can go into this virtual reality room and they're projecting uh, MRI on on these walls and giving them these goggles. So they're in this virtual, so they're virtually inside of the person's brain oh my God. And, and, and figuring out where... Uh, uh, where like the uh, uh, particular brain aneurysm or something like that is in the brain, so they they better know where to operate. I mean, it's uh, there, there's a, wow. it's a it's a pretty uh, interesting world that we're living in, and and it's in Iowa, so they do a lot of agriculture stuff as well. So they build like virtual tractors before a tractor starts being built. They have like farmers actually come in and test the design virtually. Now, before they go and spend a bunch of money on actually making the tractors, and they and so they're able to. They, so, uh, man, I took a tour of one of these labs, and my mind was just blown away. So, yeah, I love that stuff. Evolutionary psychology and biology are a couple of my absolute favorite subjects. Probably my favorite idea that I'm obsessed with is kind of the mismatch between the world that we evolved in and we're kind of built for our, our DNA, which is just a set of instructions that we're kind of born with is is built for instructions for a world much different than the one that we're living in and evolution works very slowly and uh and so our biology evolves very slowly but our technology evolves insanely fast and so there's a lot of mismatches between between uh, our our hunter gatherer and i mean there's hunter gatherers there there's hunter gatherers that used to um uh hunt through persistence hunting, which would mean in the middle of the day, you'd basically run a marathon after an antelope and an antelope, which, which because humans can sweat, we have the endurance to keep on running. And, and so we would keep on running after an antelope's need to stop to breathe, to cool themselves. All, all other animals do, except for us, we can sweat to cool ourselves. And so we would be running for 40 miles in the blazing sun until this animal would just fall over from heat exhaustion. That's how, that's how our ancestors, some of them used to hunt. That's what they would do like daily. Now, I, I haven't taken a jog in like three years. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a very, it's a very different world, um, than, than the one we're kind of built for. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, interest stuff going on with that too i'm going to segue a little bit here and i i, sure. I, I wonder if you you know if you uh if I, i'm a... sorry i feel like a real blabbermouth on this no, conversation no, by I, the way i'm no, really listen, people people are tuning in to listen <laughs> yes. to you not a couple of dicks in st louis that's okay uh, so so what i what i was going to segue here is uh you know i i know that your last tour um it seems like the, the last three or four comedy tours you have and i think maybe even they touched yep. on it in the documentary uh the theme kind of changes a little bit and maybe you were kind of uh, uh spotlighted as a psychedelic comedian uh the last certainly the last time we talked to you you were i think just wrapping up filming of psychonautics and and so we talked yeah. about that and and uh by the way i don't think there's any we're trying to release the stigma every day with 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 psychedelics and i you know i, I think about i, I, I I've, I've listened, yeah and i've listened to your um you know podcast all over the place and some of the stories that you've told resonated so deeply with me i swear i met a guy that like i, I met a guy at this cannabis conference we had in missouri here for big just a really big conference we had here for since we just legalized and i was like have you listened to shane moss because the way you approach this conversation is really scientific and i really appreciate it, and i think you'll appreciate him he's like you're the third person that said that so i really appreciate <laughs> how measured you are when we when we talk about things that some people are like that's eh, sort of the hippies and the woo woo and we, i love the hippies i've got a lot of hippie friends but a lot of the stuff sure, i have a hard too. time a lot of the stuff i have a hard time uh um, you know, the spiritual stuff oh, sometimes. Yeah. I, I have a hard I'm time not. with it, but I also appreciate it. And sometimes I've been in awe and I'm not to give anything away from your documentary, but I've had experience personally with, with ayahuasca where, um, something was happening in the physical space that I was in that I was basically in my, in my journey. I'm sitting here thinking, uh, that I was like, I, I went through all these stages of, time like at one point i was like this little mayan kid playing in the mud and then uh, i come back up later and i'm like medieval times and i'm like in this court and then come back up later and i'm like in this 
just now the present, but like in a totally different person's body. And then in my futuristic evolution, I was just like this star that was that was communicating by blinking lights with other stars. And it's I know how crazy this sounds, people. I get it. But then my buddy <laughs> well, there, Shane. Well, it oh. sounds crazy to people that have never had Iowa. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> and, 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 and then when I come out of it, I'm kind of trying to, to maybe explain this. And before I can even say anything, my buddy's like – because I like to wrap myself up in a fitted sheet. I know it's really weird, but <laughs> a it's, yeah, it's like a, oh, yeah, it's like a sure. cocoon, man. It's okay. awesome. I, I dig it. So anyway, uh, it, yeah. it really helps. My, my buddy was like, I don't know what was going on under there, but it looked like a strobe light, and I'm like, Are you serious? Because I haven't even told my story yet. So I, you you've told some stories on some podcasts and even on your on your uh, uh, documentary, which I don't want to give that away because I, but but. What is the scientific explanation behind that? I think that's the beauty of psychedelics. As somebody who, oh. who wants a scientific explanation, that's one of those things that keeps us searching for it. You know what I mean? I, I know I just blabbered myself, but like, no, I, <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, you got me. I, I I have been wrestling with that same question for a very long time, and you know, this is uh, like you said. I've I've been doing a number of themed shows for years now and they all have um you know they're all kind of a different way of of getting people interested in science a science take on like mating for example or or uh i i've made a album called my big break that was kind of about negative psychology and pain and why we kind of experience these things so i i put together this show about psychedelics Mostly because I was kind of frustrated. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you know, I, I perform a lot in, in uh, comedy clubs to, like, drunken bachelor and bachelorette parties. Uh, and and not, not every club is drawing as, like, awesome comics and audiences as Helium. And so, uh, you know, I had all the, all the psychedelic, ex- all these psychedelic experiences, jokes about them and everything else that I wanted to share. And I just felt really um, confined in the traditional um, club environment. And so that was when I first started trying to, I was like, well, I'll, I'll try this at like a music venue and see um, if, if anyone's interested, it's just like, it's just kind of a passion project. And it was, and I, psychedelics are such a great way to talk about, um, science too, because they're a great inroad into psychology and neuroscience and all that, because unlike any other, um, drug, that's kind of an escape from the mind. Psychedelics are very much an inward journey. Um, and, uh, I, I mean, and, and that's, and that's on ayahuasca. You think you're going to different dimensions or something, which might also be the case. Who knows? It's entirely but, possible. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I just as as like kind of a experiment, I tried this show out a couple times in some little indie bars, and uh, and like people went crazy for it. And I, I at the time had no idea how much interest there actually was. I didn't know there was that many people interested in psychedelics. When I started doing the show, I don't know if it was four years ago or something like that, four or five years ago, and it uh, just kind of blew up and became this huge tour that I eventually made a documentary about and talked with all the top researchers and everything else. But yeah, um, what are uh, what is the scientific explanation for some of that stuff? <laughs> I mean, when I uh, th- when when I um, kind of think about my DMT or ayahuasca experiences in hindsight. I often, when I kind of try to put on my scientist hat and rationalize some of these things, a lot of uh, a lot of my kind of basic explanations for it is that I think that our I think that our brains and our internal worlds are far more vast and complex uh, than than we could ever imagine. I think that there is a multiverse of kind of perception inside of our uh, our minds and and the brain can switch between these perceptions very quickly like you're in a dream state in a dream you you create this entire scene you have people in this dream like people that you know that you're creating that you're now doing like this perfect impression of you're writing the script for them and you don't even realize that they're you're actually them and creating it you're creating this whole world and it can flip just like that and now all of a sudden you can be in this you can be in Egypt or something like that, and there can be aliens there, and and you're 
your brain can construct these worlds so incredibly quickly. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of our, uh, uh, a lot of this has to do with us needing to be able to simulate and, and put together and predict future outcomes, um, based on past events where, um, right, like right now, I'm trying to just select the words that I'm saying over the phone. And I think that there is, uh, there's operations in my mind that are running simulations of multiple alternative, uh, uh, words and directions that I could go with this conversation that are happening in a split second, and then a different part of my brain is choosing which ones of those uh, words to use. And so I think that when you're doing a psychedelic, I think potentially what you're doing is going into these worlds that look very much different than uh, what our normal consciousness and perception is like. And And, and probably the easiest metaphor uh, if all of that sounds incredibly confusing, I would say a really easy metaphor would I, I can uh, I'd compare what's going on inside of our heads to um, the movie Inside Out, the nice little Pixar film. Oh, sure. Which I think I think did a really nice you know it's for it's for kids and everything, but I think it actually did a very nice um, it, it was a nice representation of what I I do believe is happening in uh in the brain i i like that movie so much i want to see a sequel to it called outside in where that girl when she's an adult smokes dmt for the first time yes and <laughs> pops down into that world it's like oh my god there's this joyful god and an angry god and all these different worlds and they're collapsing and rebuilding themselves it would sound just like me describing a dmt trip oh man yeah, the really pixar the, make that happen they're really in the jaguars <laughs> down here <laughs> no, uh, to, to go, go back to the AI thing a little bit, uh, Craig and I, yeah. we have these talks about, you know, what will what will humans be able to do better than the AI or just different? And obviously Craig, Craig will perish in some sort of man versus machine sex off where who can pleasure more women That's like John did, Henry yeah. on, the, on the railroad. <laughs> um, so he's got that going for him. But we were also talking about the experience. Oh, come on. <laughs> we, we, we've already almost been replaced by vibrators. We don't, we don't stand a chance. Yeah, now we have full facial expressions. Great. Yeah. Uh, but but we were talking about uh, tripping, you know, like having a psychedelic experience. Will AI or, or are they already living that in that moment? You know, it, it's kind of a weird thing. Any thoughts on that? Oh, boy. Uh, can AI uh, have its own um, uh, psychedelic Stout, experience? Yes. Well, that, that kind of asks the question, what is a psychedelic experience? Is it just yeah. a mind-altering different perception? And and does anything that is a different perception than what you're used to having qualify as that? I think that that would be plenty easy to just have all of these various Various programs that, uh, just like uplooding a new video game or something like that, AI can just upload these trips, uh, for themselves. And, uh, I mean, uh, sometimes I think maybe we're living in a simulation right now and this is, this is, in fact, what's already happening. Um, and then are psychedelics a way to go and see what's, what's really there? If this is a simulation? I don't know about that. I, I would, I, you know, I, I mean, I, I have fun thinking about the simulation <laughs> idea. I'm not sure it matters one way or another if we are living in a simulation. It seems unlikely that it seems like the inevitable outcome of everything is to, you know, as as scientists um, have, have even just the most rudimentary technology, computers are still uh, really new. You know, humans have uh, have been around for close to two million years and um computers have been around for about 40 and and mind you we are just some pretty uh, we are just apes uh it's it's easy to forget that sometimes but we're we're apes using these pretty rudimentary computers and we're already building these simulations and these models ourselves and using them to explore um uh, explore physics or astronomy or um figure out logistics for your shipping company or whatever else mm-hmm. and um and it, it seems like the the kind of natural path of things so how i mean if that's the case then you would think something that is 
more complex and sophisticated and had more time to work on things than than we've had would build um, would build simulations of its own then uh, and if you follow that logic then how what makes you think that we aren't already in a simulation um, but can psychedelics help uh, determine that I'm not sure psychedelics can help necessarily reveal uh, any kind of truth. I think that they can give you a different pers- perspective. I'd be cautious to say that it's necessarily an accurate perspective. I think I think psychedelics um, are just kind of a reminder that there's a lot of different ways that we can look at life and and think about our perceptions. And I think that they're just kind of a way of, for me, they're a way of opening up um, communications and a channel to to our inner worlds that's that's normally kind of hidden from us and uh, you know we, we have a lot of subconscious processes that scientists study all of the time and and can tease out through tests and I think psychedelics are a way of kind of seeing some of these um, subconscious processes and biases and stuff like that that we have but i wouldn't i wouldn't say that psychedelics are necessarily reveal, revealing some ultimate truth or something like that 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 kind of drives me crazy when people think like they smoked dmt once and then they like now know everything yeah. and have the ultimate uh, truth be it because i i think that just like goes to reason that we all can kind of go off the deep end a little bit and convince ourselves that any kind of reality is like the one true reality and and is not to be questioned and and the idea that these are like considered sacred medicines kind of drives me crazy too because nothing is i don't think anything is sacred i don't think that we're that world that word is very helpful in uh helping us better understand ourselves in this existence so um i think that they can be used as a tool to gain different perspectives but i definitely caution against being like i saw the truth you know (laughs) (laughs) i want to i want to ask you kind of a a loaded question a quick question before we got to wrap up the hour here but there there was a moment in your documentary where you were painting yourself with what which what you said was syrian rue now i know syrian rue to be kind of a monoamine oxidase inhibitor an maoi and it's something that typically potentiates like a dmt trip if you were to ingest it right now you it appeared that you that you smoked dmt after you take did, did you find yep. that the syrian rue potentiated that trip and made it last longer than your typical 12 to 15 minute blast through the stars Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're supposed to have like a little splash of MAOI if you want to elongate your. Yeah, you were wearing it. it. I was. I painted my body. (laughs) So, um, Busta Rhymes video. (laughs) So. It's, it's probably not, uh, you know, don't try this at home. Yeah, kid. that's fine. Whatever. Um, We're only on terrestrial radio. There's kids listening to this everywhere. <laughs> just, use the, just slide in the word allegedly once allegedly. in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it, it, was, it was an intense one. I hadn't done DMT in about nine months at that point, which, which was kind of a long stint for me. DMT, which is already the weirdest experience anyone can have. By about the hundredth or so time that I've done it, DMT was just starting to get too weird. It was like it was getting weirder every time that I did it, and uh, and so I was taking a break from it. And uh, but I did it for the for the documentary, and things got real strange. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, and, and, and real quick, typically, you know, we're talking about NN and not. Do you have a five meo experience? Did you mess with the toad or extracted five meo? Oh man, I I was supposed to. There was like there was one time when there was two different times when we were going to shoot that, and it the timing just like wasn't perfect, and I had yeah. never done it before, yeah. and so I was just waiting because I thought I had all the time in the world to shoot uh, a 5-MAO trip. And so I was like, oh, I'll just do it um, later at a a better time when we can have more of a crew here and, you know, the the set and setting are are going to be visually camera and everything else. And so I waited, um, not knowing that I was going to 
lose my mind and uh, have a manic episode with uh, with some psychosis and uh, end up in a psych ward and have to stop filming the documentary and stop doing um, psychedelics. So there was a lot of things. Like, I wanted to do peyote as well. Um, I, I, had, uh, I had my heart set on doing um, several. I, we, we had looked into um, doing uh, um, iboga and yeah. ibogaine. There was, I, I was, we were setting up a, a trip to Mexico to do um, ibogaine, and then that fell through because of like some sort of cartel, weird cartel stuff that like shut down. Which will really jack with your seven setting. If the cartel typically (laughs) doesn't make the most uh, flotatious environment to borrow a word for some. (laughs) So. So yeah, um, you know, maybe, maybe it will leave more to explore in another documentary. Sure. Maybe I'm done with psychedelics for yeah. some time. I I don't know. Right on, Shane. Well, listen, we really appreciate you joining us. I can't wait to come see you next week. Uh, what we got Wednesday the twentieth at Helium. Uh, yep. You're gonna be it's it's uh, stand up science, and uh, yep. I've already got my tickets. Hopefully, we'll be able to catch up with you. What do you wear? Probably a size large T-shirt. Oh gosh. Extra large. Extra large. Nice. Man, yeah, you right. seen that guy's feet? Yeah, I'm a tall like I said, fella. I the documentary, you got some long toes, fella. I like it. Uh, <laughs> a lot was, of barefoot shots. A lot of barefoot shots. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure why the editor just loves putting <laughs> You put have a foot fetish, Shane. Shot. It's not that hard to figure out. Quentin, Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino directed it. You're his Uma. Uh, yeah. Shane, plug it. Uh, I, I want to let all our fans know uh, Psychonautics. You can get it on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, anywhere else you can get it. I, I guess maybe go to your website, website, ShaneMoss.com. Yeah, if you go to yep, ShaneMoss.com is a great place to find all my stuff, including my science podcast, Here We Are. But, yeah, on, on, the, on the documentary website, PsychonauticsFilm.com, which you can find through my website, it has, because it's on, like, Xbox and PlayStation, and it's on, it's on like, 30 other platforms. Cool. As well, so um, so yeah, there's a lot of options for people. Well, man, I sure hope, uh, uh, yeah, I, I sure hope everybody goes out there and checks it out. I want to say I was actually listening. Here we are. Uh, we were already talking about maybe reaching out to you just to talk about the documentary. And I'm driving into work. I was listening to your podcast uh, with the gal about Iboga. It was fascinating. Yeah. And then at the end of that, he's oh, like, oh, I'm going to be at, I'm going to be in St. Louis. Or these are the upcoming tour dates. And I'm like, oh, cool. When's Shane come? I'm like, oh, it's next week. Fantastic. Better reach out. I reached out to you. Heard back from you right away. Really appreciate you reaching out to us. Talking to our fans oh, about the fun stuff. Guys. And uh, we'll see you next week, man. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Take care, pal. Bye. Guys, Shane Moss, that was awesome. Is he any cooler? He's as cool. He's cooler on the other side of the pillow. Man, I love that guy. Let's, uh, what let's, about the other side of the break? Let's jump to a quick uh, break because we're up against it. I like your moves, <laughs> Seth. Uh, on the other side of the break, we're going to talk to Wendy Turner from uh, Mocan Biscon. Uh, uh, Colton's crew. crew illegally healed. Um, she's got a fascinating story. She was uh, the media person for the conference. Uh, we're going to recap it a little bit. Everybody, stick around. This is Hoosiers Fiskin on WGNU nine twenty AM. We'll see you on the other side of the break.